0: Welcome to the New Media Show. Of course, my name is Todd Cochran. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Uh, co-his. Co-his, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Rob Greenlee. Good morning. All right. Good afternoon, Rob. How That's are you?
1: right. We are in the afternoon time frame, which is very unusual for us. I'm doing fantastic, Todd. Oh, good. Good for It's uh, sunny
0: here, so it's cold, but sunny, so can't complain. I, I left uh, Chile, San Antonio on, uh, it, well, I left the hotel at 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I just flew in here to Columbus, I grabbed some, checked in the hotel, grabbed some lunch and then popped over the studio. So I'm literally walked in here literally 15 minutes ago. So, um, lots to talk about today on the show for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, I'm going to tell you, I, I do have to share about my story going into San Antonio.
1: Hmm. What's, what's the story? Tell, I was uh, us. We all want to know.
0: I'll, and I posted on Facebook, I was on a United flight coming in and the mm-hmm. weather was really bad. They had uh, thunderstorm, lightning, rain, and uh, the first approach, I actually, you know, I, I flew for the Navy for 25 years, right? So it's mm-hmm. not, you know, I'm kind of used to a little turbulence, a little, you right, know, rock right. and roll coming in. I cinched my seatbelt as tight as I possibly wow. could cinch it. Wow. It, it. It got my attention in a big way. And I actually put my hand up on the seat in front of me. I, I had concerns and I'm thinking to myself, he's going to go around. There's no way he's going to land. No way he's going to land this in this. And he did. And he waved off and went around and we circled for about 30 minutes and then did another, the storm had passed the runway, but we had to go through it again to come in. And, uh, yeah, it it got my attention. It, I'll, just put it this way that pilot earned his keep uh that's one of those his wings yes one of those white knuckle <laughs> and the whole plane was applauding you know when uh when we landed of course because it you know i you know i'd put that in the top 10 most crazy landing i've ever been in but anyway well wow. Wow. texas podcast conference friday saturday jennifer navretti i hope i'm pronouncing that right she, it
1: looked like a fabulous venue, I've, based on the pictures I saw.
0: Yeah, it's really nice. They did a, yeah. It was in a it was in a building that was co shared by a fitness company and a church, and the church um, basically rents the space Monday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, it was all set up already with a stage, and um, they normally pack about eight hundred people into that on a Sunday, so. Um, but had tables set up. It was nice. It was really a great venue. And there was no sweating like some other events we've been to. <laughs> and here was yeah. the thing. Jennifer truly delivered on the audience she said she was going to. I you know, I got set up, I we had a table, there's a couple other people that had tables and the first, you know, the f I was up first for speaking, but um she um asked how many of them were business owners and about 90% of the room raised their hands and how many of them were thinking about doing a podcast and about 60% of the hands went back up. So it was mostly businesses, not very many individual podcasters. Hmm. There was a few, but, uh, it was an interesting mix of content. So it was, she started off with basically the base Mm -hmm. and then worked all the way through the two days to go to upper level and it covered everything from gear, you know, mm-hmm. using a standard USB plug-in micro, your phone, all the way up into having a studio. And then podcast one-on-one subjects that got progressively more complex. And uh, so she did a real good. But another thing she brought in was business coaches. So they would take two or three sessions, and the business coach would come in and say, "Okay, you've heard this, you've heard that. What's some actionable items?" So she was actually had business uh, coaches that were. Helping people digest the this fire hose of information and helping them you know kind of get it sorted out to figure out mm-hmm. action steps mm-hmm. and that was intermixed in the two days as well and along with uh, they had a demo room and overall for our first event uh of course Jennifer's long time you know she's been in the podcasting space almost fifteen years right as well so uh very very pleased with the uh, with the results of Texas Podcon. You never know on a first year event and mm-hmm. so pretty happy with the with the um the turnout. Yeah.
2: Well,
1: it does seem like a lot of a lot of new events are popping up and some of them are doing well. We we should probably clarify which event we're talking about that we sweated at, but <laughs> yeah, it was the uh I'm sure everybody's wanting the, to know the that. the outlier oh, yeah.
0: events. So, yeah.
1: Down in, and, down in Los Angeles, and, and it was I, like 90 degrees and with I, no air conditioning. Yeah. And there
0: was, you know, that wasn't the only venue they sweated. I think they sweated out of Denver too. So, yeah, they you, did. you know, I kind of yep. ever kind of knows my displeasure with the uh, sweaty rooms. So, um, <laughs> Hey, by the way, if you're, if you're watching a show on Facebook, make sure you check in, say hello on the live stream. We know it's in two places. Jeff is on, Stephanie's on, Stephen's on. So, uh, you guys are kind of split. So thanks yeah. for that.
1: This is an unusual time for us doing this show, so I'm not surprised that we've missed a, a few people.
0: <laughs> and, and and to be honest with you, I'm a little punchy this evening. I'm or this early afternoon. I didn't get much sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been traveling. Yeah, traveling yeah. and plus putting in like 14 hour days. You know, so you know right. how it is. Mm-hmm, um, I do. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, so you see the bags underneath. For those of you watching live, you see the bags underneath my eyes and get this in guy. the gray
1: hair and the losing of hair and all sorts what, of stuff yeah, comes well, from all yeah, that.
0: Yeah, what hair? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, anyway, uh, our jobs weren't on the chopping block this week, but uh, Luminary CEO got canned. Yeah,
1: well, I don't know that he got canned. Well, I think he got, he got he, replaced, he moved aside, is what he did. He moved up to the The unknown territory of executive
0: chairman. So when you are the CEO. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. When you're the CEO and you get moved to executive chairman, you have gotten canned. You know, you have gotten. Well,
1: you've been uh, pushed aside. Pushed uh, aside. Fresher blood.
0: Yes. You know, and it was ironic. I had done an interview last week. Uh, What day was it? I don't even remember which day. And we talked about Luminary during that interview, you know, and I said, you know, they asked me, is the model sustainable? And it wasn't too long, but, and then, and then, you know, the episode comes out and and like two days later, Luminary CEO is, uh, is replaced. So it was kind of ironic um, that it, you know, I was talking to, of course, the guy that did the interview, he was like, yes, score, because... (laughs) You know, because he, uh, you know, just got lucky that we were talking about it, and he broke that segment out and was promoting right. it. So,
1: well, it's 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 an interesting development. I mean, I have to say, you know, given my background working in some big media companies and seeing how this stuff kind of works, um, you know, the guy that came in, his name is what Simon Sutton, who's uh, formerly. President and chief revenue officer for
0: HBO of all places, which is well, an
1: interesting connection there between those two yeah. um, services. Yeah.
0: And what? And also, they raised another thirty million dollars. <laughs> Why do they need thirty more million dollars? They already had a hundred, supposedly, 30. right? They raised thirty, yeah. so they so they burned through their hundred already.
1: Uh, well, I guess. Why else would they need another thirty, right? <laughs> Just blows me away. I don't even know what they spend it on. Someone comes in. That's a lot
0: of money. If someone comes and gives me thirty million dollars, I'm buying ten podcasting companies in the next two weeks. Right. (laughs) I'm going on to say three million for you, three million for you, three million for you. Sold, sold, sold. We'll close them. Right, right, thirty million. Right,
1: and it's the. Supposedly, it's the first closing of a Series C round.
0: I think, so I, no. they're at the end of the road. There, there is no D. <laughs> well, you can get so, a you can get another series C. There's you know. There's well, you eight,
1: could I suppose, and you could get a get a loan, which is usually
0: what happens after yeah.
1: C, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Gordon a
0: collateralized uh, loan against equity. Right. Yeah, uh, Gordon Firemark saying sleep is overrated. I used to agree to that. <laughs> You know, in the old I days, I would so I would, like if you sleep in more than four hours, you're sleeping too much. Now I'm of the, of a different opinion. But <laughs> hair, yes, and who needs hair? It's just less <laughs> less barber bills, so less less shampoo, less barber bills, shampoo. He just less, put, put a soap bar up there. Less 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 hair dryers that need to burned out, right? You know, guy, you know, <laughs> as guys, we've got it so good. You know, the ladies are all like, shut up. Right, you know, because it's you know they have to do the hair conditioner, you know they have to go to the parlor. It's you know it's it's a whole different ball game, and we just you know, at least me, I just right. And if I use conditioner, I think I'm doing something for the hair that's about that big, quarter inch tall. (laughs) So yeah, so yeah, so we'll see here then with the with our. Thirty million. I still can't believe it, but anyway, I guess we'll see yeah. where they spend the money. I I'd love, you know, I would love to actually see the accounting of how the money's being spent. Right I mean, for a company like that that is supposed to be getting revenue from the Netflix of podcasting at six ninety. What do they charge a month? Six ninety five. Thought it was seven ninety nine. Oh, thought. then seven ninety? So eight bucks. Now, you know, you think about the $30 million investment. Let's just, just just break that down. I, I have to, you know, let's, let's do a little, little math. Cause we, we just, you know, they, they've got 30 million, right? So they're going to expect a twofold, threefold, fourfold, re- you know, response on that. Right. Yeah. I would well, the first hundred, you know, it's going to require that too. All right. So, so yeah. they've gotten 130 million. Let's see if my calculator will really even hold that many zeros. One, two, another one. You need to to get a better calculator, Todd. Yeah, so we'll divide that. We'll divide that by, let's just use eight bucks, right? Right. And then um, let's divide that again by 12. So I'm divided by $8, and I'm going to divide it by 12 Mm -hmm. again. So that's 12 months. So they have to have, to, to make any of this money back, they have to have 1,354,166 subscribers paying $8 a month for the Netflix of podcasting.
2: Each That's
1: achievable, month- Todd. What the, the, There's like, what, four, six billion people in the world? Yeah, it's dropping the bucket, right? <laughs>
0: Okay, so 1,354,166. That's that's how paying we, paying subscribers that paying they have to have subscribers to, if, if over month, 12 month, months month to
1: month right. that's there, you know. Especially, you know, if you count it in the face of churn, which yeah. is usually around what twenty five, thirty 30% so, on so, an annualized so, basis at so, least.
0: So, if the VCs want to, 3 years to get their money back, so let's let's take that out a little further. So, we'll divide that number again by 3. Mhm. So, They have to have four hundred fifty-one thousand three hundred eighty-eight thousand eight dollar month subscribers over the next three years for those investors to even break. Now that's just that's just that's just that's the revenue of that what they brought in for cash.
1: Right. Well, Todd, that's not the game they're playing here. I know, I know, but I'm just showing the how ludicrous. <laughs> they're they're playing the acquisition game. So they if, think that that HBO is going to buy them. Well,
0: okay, uh huh. Well, you know, think well, about why, it. I, you right? know, I guess HBO podcasting. Then let's 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 lay it out there like hey, that. Like Netflix is getting into podcasting too. Yeah, right? they D- don't. There already don't, is a Netflix the podcasting. And, and, it's and, Netflix. and Netflix already has a big subscriber base. They don't have to worry about venture. They're on the stock right. market.
1: Well, and so, so is HBO, right? Well, HBO could, yeah, true. could easily get a, get a million people if, if they acquired it. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. It's, it would be a, I'm sure it would be a different model than what Luminary is doing right now. And who knows? I'm sure that the, the Luminary, this guy coming in from HBO is going to probably put a higher emphasis on original content would be my, my guess. That would be the only other reason that I would I would think that they would hire a guy like this.
0: You know, I, I think that uh the original content game. Yeah, you know, <sighs> I've been talking about this internally and it, it it's 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 tough. It's oh tough. yeah. Get... It's tough
1: in TV, it's tough in movies, it's tough in any media.
0: So but if you think about then right. that thirty additional million dollars and it depends on who they're getting in his talent, they may have to pay a million. Or two yeah. per show. Right. So yeah. it doesn't go that far. You know, they're, yeah. b- they're burning they're literally, they're literally stacking hundred dollar bills and piles on a table yeah. and taking a blowtorch to it and burning it. You know. You know it's going it, in somebody's pocket. Right. Part, yeah, it's bro. going in someone's pocket. People are buying cars, planes. But, but they they're literally burning cash like it's nobody's business. So right. um right. Well, mate. it's it's just
1: investor money. If you look oh, at that's who right. funded you know, them, yeah, who cares, it's, right? It's, it's just it, investor money. It's right? Chinese money, right? It's from it's it, in NEA, hey, which yeah. is a global venture capital fund with
0: about twenty billion. And I say billion yeah. in asset. Yeah.
1: So what's thirty million
0: dollars? Yeah. So it's nothing, right? It's, like it's, it's a rounding error, right? It's the interest they earn on their fund money. Who knows, you know? And I call it fun, F-U-N money, not fund really? money. It's, it's it's play money, Todd. It's not so, even real money. So if there's Sorry. any investor out there that wants to see thirty million dollars spent responsibly, my number. <laughs> call me, and I, and I'll lay out a plan on how we'll spend thirty million and and own this space.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we could at some point see a a billion dollar. Um, acquisition of a podcasting company
0: at some point, Todd. Well, I think you guys would be the only ones that would be in the running for that at this point. But, you know, using some of the multipliers that have been used in space, you know, I think you guys are already probably close to three, four hundred. You know, if we use, uh, some, well, actually maybe five hundred million if you look at some hey, of the other models. Hey, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, well, I'm sure you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I think it's just... uh Anyway, right. so we're, you know, we're, we're bashing on luminary here again. And here's my,
2: no, here. it's just
1: being, being realistic to what goes on with these type of deals. Right. right. This is, this isn't uh, you know, th- this is a little bit of a pie in the sky thing. And may you know, Todd, maybe it is something, and it's something you've always said is that, Hey, if it works, works, right. it works. It's good for everybody. Right. Yeah. So here's, so, so if it works, that's great. Let's just hope it doesn't uh, start a trend that, that, uh, hurts the open nature of um, podcasting, which is a whole nother topic that came up this week. So
0: if you, if you have a, if they come calling with their checkbook, mm-hmm. as soon as the checks come in, cash them immediately. and you know, Don't <laughs> leave them sitting on the counter for two weeks it, or make, get a direct deposit into your account. That's even better. That way you save two or three, you know, save the mail time so hey, there's you know, interest to be earned, Todd. So absolutely. You gotta get it in the bank, right? Get it in the bank. Yep. And you know, help there's them There's no no additional benefit for dust. And help so. help them burn. Help them burn their their uh their venture capital, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right into your uh, so again, I've always said if they come calling with a checkbook, take the money. Yes. Yes, Dang. indeed. So who who is mouthing off now again about how podcasting and RSS is is evil and mm. needs to be updated?
2: Hmm. Because
0: you oh, said who, someone God? was talking about open. You, you tell me, I I didn't catch this story. So enlighten me.
1: Well, there's just been there's just been talk on Twitter about all sorts of little little aspects of the oh, podcasting yeah, medium, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. Around the the name and right and what's you know. It should be called what? Uh, uh, what's the, what's what's the new name that's uh, bouncing around out there for podcasting? Um, um, ah, I'm trying to blank on it right now. I, well, you have to look
0: at your Twitter feed because I think You're I re- right. I think I responded to this and basically saying podcasters better pray. I, right. th- I don't know. I made some snarky sound casting. Todd, oh, that's what it is. is. Sound casting
1: is the is the new name for podcasting. Uh, yeah. What's what account it has, it? It, it it's all about uh, r- r- the realm of ambient media. Do so you know what that is?
0: What ambient media is? It's, it's so- called sound casting. It sounds to me like someone's it's trying to talk really quiet. I think it's someone trying to come up with a way to throw in gatekeepers and podcasting, is what it sounds like to me. I'm trying to look at what I actually said. Okay. Um, what did I say to this? And it was early in the week, wasn't it? So it's down in mm-hmm. pile here somewhere. Yeah, it was an article that came out in oh,
1: e-content, yeah. right? Uh, it's called podcasting needs version 2.0.
0: Mm-hmm. So we need to, uh, you know, we need to make some changes, Todd. Yes, we do. We need to lock down RSS feeds and make them unaccessible and, oh no, no, we just need to abandon RSS.
1: Yeah. Why pff, just API podcasting, you know?
0: So this came That's from what? econtentmag.com. It says, podcasting needs a version 2.0. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is from Steve Smith. And he said, mm-hmm. I say this with love. Podcasting needs an upgrade. As one of the very earliest listeners. This demand audio format and remain devoted to it, heartened by its overdue mainstreaming. At the same time, i stuck by the lack of genuine innovation around its content, distribution, discoverability, And monetization. Hmm. Wow. Talk about doom and gloom. Last I checked, we've got great distribution, Mm -hmm. unlimited distribution, global distribution. Mm -hmm. We're on every platform there is. We're even on the iHeart. We're on Pandora. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're... We're on Stitcher. Let, let me go through the tune in. We're on A-L-E-X-A. We're on... Uh, there's even going to
1: be another one coming that I
0: can't talk about yet that's big. So. We're on Cortana. So, right, you know, right. Right. Distri- right. Where else do we need to be distributed? Right. Well, now, there's a few more,
1: Todd. There's a few more.
0: Okay. But, so. but, but we're, we're pretty much 95% there. So discoverability. Right. So I'm sitting in the airport minding my own business and there's this guy behind me and Mm -hmm. he is on the phone raving about a podcast that some sports podcast he's listening to and he's telling his friend how to find it on the phone and this is basically how the conversation goes oh Mm -hmm. you you gotta listen to this sports podcast i'm listening to it's called and i have it i should i should have been prepared here let's see if i can find what the name of the show was we'll give them props here the pick and roll podcast a uh, basketball podcast. Basketball podcast, right. So, uh, and, you know, and I'm going to tell the uh, two hosts there, Stephen Torani and Al Hunter, you guys have got a serious fan out there, a T1 fan. And he's like on the phone with his friend. He says, okay, this, you, um, I got a podcast for you. And the person on the other end of the line obviously knew how to find podcasts, but he was explaining to us the pick and roll. Yes, pick and roll. No, pick and roll, you know? So he like says about five times, okay, you got it? All right, get subscribed to it. And, he, and the guy hit subscribe. And then they switch content, talk to something else. And I thought, discoverability? There's not mm-hmm. a discoverability problem. No. There's a content quality problem. Mm. People that love shows, here, you know, here's this guy. He's a fan. He's sharing. This is what I do. This is what I do when I talk about shows I like, I share. Right. So. You tell others. Yes, tell others. They tell others. That's all of you. I know all of you love this show and and share this show's uh, great repertoire with your friends, your other repertoire. podcasters. So he says, clearly, Spotify's recent acquisition promised to give Apple some much needed competition on the distribution front. No, I'm hoping that Spotify recommendation algorithms, and only slightly better interface will help surface more programming options. We also seen dynamic ad insertion gives smaller pressure, some revenue to support four ways into the platform. Now, let me be very clear about dynamic ad insertion. There is two types. Programmatic, and I had a long discussion Two or three vendors this week about programmatic. How it's not viable. It's not driving enough CPM. It's driving revenue down. Where programmatic is is not an option for most companies out there. But plan. I don't know. What do we want to call non-programmatic? Programmatic. Is there? It's Just dynamic uh, host read. It's host uh, read. It, but dynamic pre-recorded host read.
1: Yeah. Delivery Pre- u- utilizing dynamic ads. Right. right.
0: So you know right. when people get start getting, start talking about dynamic ad insertion, 95, 97, 98% of the dynamic ad insertion happening is on host reads. Right. Right. And
1: and we should probably draw a distinction here too. Dynamic ad insertion has nothing to do with programmatic mm -mm. or it doesn't have anything to do with anything other than it's just a technology that can insert audio into another media file. Right, Right. Right. Pre, post, so, you can mid-middle. put anything in there. You can put anything in there, right? Yeah, a promo, so, for your, Right. Yeah, for anything. Right. So, what we're talking about here when we talk about programmatic is the typical type of advertising that flows through programmatic platforms, which is radio like ads. Typically, it's being sold into places like Pandora and Spotify and all these online streaming platforms. Uh, a lot of the big um, advertising brands are buying um, placement of their oftentimes radio like ads yeah. that are placed into those platforms because they're taking the same content that they're airing on, you know, um, I radio or Cumulus or any of these other platforms and putting them right into the, into the online area. And so what, what, what we're pushing for and what a lot of people are pushing for, if even look at NPR and national public radio, who's really kind of pioneered a lot of this stuff of doing, um, host read in, in, um, not endorsement, but sponsorship spots um utilizing dynamic ad insertion, but they're pre-recorded um, versus radio like ads, which NPR has never done radio ads anyway, because it, it's not part of their format, but they they kind of really pioneered this this integration. And all of the public radio programs that you hear out there that have you know like host read type experiences um are utilizing dynamic ad insertion and you really can't tell. So so, really, what we're talking about is the type of content that's flowing through dynamic ad insertion.
0: And again, it can be a host, right? Ad that you're doing today, and it can be done when you're recording the show and you take that snippet right. out. Right. And then later on, you put something else in there. So, right.
1: You can trade stuff out. Right, so, right. you know, I mean, even the, even the technology has the ability to go into a media file, an MP3 file, and identify, you know, this location to this location in the timeline right. and be able to replace. a a baked in host read. And I think that the whole industry needs to move away from baked in host reads anyway, in the long run, because what we're doing is we're locking in an unrealistic expectation on the part of the advertiser that they're going to get free ad placement on your content forever for
0: the rest of the right. Yeah. And not have to pay for any of that. Now, the only thing I, one of the few things I agree with him in this article and this is you know mm-hmm. I, usually when it starts off this bad I I usually go oh my right. god so um he says that uh, publishers are as much to blame for isolating their audio projects into a podcast tab and rarely promoting them well this is somewhat true I would I, so, I would say that what happens is is a lot of people that are in business or people that are doing shows that are going along with an established brand. They don't mm-hmm. get the, they don't put as much emphasis on having the required subscribe links and all that stuff on the homepage of their websites and, and promoting the show on the front page. And it is, it's right. buried in a tab. That's, right. but you know, if that is that, that's stupidity, that's not, uh, you know, that's, that's a publisher's, uh, marketing mistake. It's not an issue in the podcasting space. So I think the majority of podcasters though, they're doing single shows and it's really tied directly to what they're doing. Do not make this mistake. Right. They have the ability to subscribe to their shows right on the webpage. You can listen via a web player or, you know, it's not buried on page three or tab seven of the website. So um, anyway, so I, I just, this just isn't on, and he doesn't ask replacement of technology, at least in this, you know, at least mm-hmm. nothing I could see, uh, could see here. But he's pretty critical of a lot of things that are going on. He says, stop making podcasts. The volume of new shows has far outpaced the market's ability to absorb them. Now, r- 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 your your yeah. co- your cohort over there, Rob Walsh, has ha- a slide in one of his um, mm-hmm. events where he talks about the number of blogs. Mm-hmm. What is it? Yeah. Five million? Million, Right. Per- or something yeah. like that, or 50 million, some, right. some high number. And, and
1: nobody complains that there's too many. Right. It's there's, the same with books, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's nobody
0: out there complaining about a new book coming out. Yeah. So when you when you hear someone complaining there's too many podcasts, I I, I laugh because really, in the scheme of things, yeah, there's seven hundred and fifty thousand podcasts listed in the Apple Podcast Directory, but well under <coughs> two hundred thousand of them are active. Right. So, so your so your pool of competitors is much lower than people think. Much much lower. <clears throat> yeah. You know, so it you know to me some of this is you know they just don't fully understand the space and and you look at how many YouTube videos are being produced. You have a much higher chance of success as a podcaster than you do as a YouTuber just on virtue of the number of. How, let me Google this. How many YouTube channels are there?
1: Well, it also uh, depends on what's, what's your genre too. I mean, how many shows exist in the genre that you're in? Yeah. I think that those are your competitors right there. So how many, yeah.
0: how, so there's right. 23 million YouTube channels, Rob. Yeah. 23 million where uh, people are putting. Uh, con-
1: there's just too many of those. They have to, they have to stop making them.
0: And yet there's 200,000 active podcasts and there's too many.
1: Right. It's. People see that 750 number, and then also it's it's complaining because the people feel like, well, I'm not getting enough people listening to my show. There needs to be fewer shows,
0: right? Well, we have to, we have to, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we have to admit, we have to admit that every podcaster is struggling with marketing, right? I keep hearing it again and again and, and again and again, again and again and again. But you talk to them. What are you doing? What are you really doing to market your show? Right. And usually it's, oh, I put a Facebook post up, or I tweeted something. Right. I made a little audiogram for Instagram. You know, a few little things. Yeah. And when I ask them, how many hours a week are you marketing your podcast, spending time actively promoting, seeking out communities, It's, the number's tiny. It's typically they spend a couple hours on their show, but they may spend 30 minutes doing marketing for their show. And um, Uh, you you should be doing like a, in my opinion, if your show's an hour long, you should be doing four hours of marketing on that show. mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And getting your audience to to spread the word about your show too.
0: That's true too.
1: I mean, even if you have 10 people listening, you got to inspire those 10 people to tell 10 more people. That's right
0: yeah no. so you know i often you know so that is you know i'm starting to do some consults with podcasters they you know and they this is something i haven't done a lot of and so for me it's like you know what are you doing and and then i you know so i i get a little bit frustrated because i'm like this if you want your show to grow you got to put the time in and you have to expand your horizons and you you know, what, a, what, a, what do you and I do, Rob? What do we, we are in 30 podcast forums right. on
1: Facebook. That, that, and we're working to do more of our shows live on stage at events. Right. We're out there, you know, spreading the word, talking to people, telling people, I, I have it in my signature line. I have it in my, on my business cards, This show and what we do with the show. And I, I tell people at events, I tell people in person, you know, it just, you know, That's just how you have to do it. You have to go about your your day-to-day contacts that you have, that people you talk to and let them know about the show.
0: Right. So, you know, someone asked in the chat, so what should the marketing consist of? The marketing consists of you gotta go where your audience is. Right. And it's not just blogging, it's not just Facebook, it's just not Twitter, it's not Instagram. You know, you need to if you want your show to grow, you you have to go to trade shows. You got to step out and find where your communities are hanging out and put Mm -hmm. the time in not to come in and spam a group, but to come in and be a part of the group. It takes, it takes work, you know, to to come in and look like someone, you know, because what is your opportunity? Your opportunity is you're in a group about your topic and someone says something said, oh, by the way, at the 22 minute mark on my episode 23, I talked about this exact topic on my podcast. That is how you do it. And where do those opportunities come up? You're in those forums reading, mm-hmm. looking at topics, what comes up. You look at, and it's it's really, yeah, it's work. That's why you have to spend
1: time. Right. It takes work, right? It I, takes consistent work right. over a long period of time, actually.
0: So I scan um, about... 500 websites. I I pull their feed into uh, a feed reader and I scan about 400 to 500 websites on a daily basis. What are they talking about? Mm -hmm. Where can I interject myself with, Hey, we we covered this, make a comment on the blog. Oh yeah. I think you're on point with this topic. I actually, and by the way, I actually covered this on uh, my epis, my latest episode and I provide the time hack and a link so that they can go and, does that get me a lot of traffic? No, but onesies, twosies, threesies. Mhm. The people come over and then how many of those convert? <clears throat> well, you, but you got to be so you know, how many podcasters are scanning and looking at 500 websites that are related to their type of content and interjecting right. and and it's that's why there's 5 million blogs. Right. That you can yeah. be that you can yeah. be interjecting your you have to do it tactfully. You just can't go in and be spamming, right? Yeah. So, no. You have to be
1: respectful of the communities that you're in. Yep. Um, and and participate and share and give value. Yeah. And then people will be attracted to you. You're building credibility is what you're doing.
0: Yep. So, and once you have
1: that credibility, people are more likely to come over and listen to you.
0: So Dave says, figure out who your audience is, go where they are, make friends, and then tell them about your show. Right. It's a pretty simple formula. But you have to but Rob. You have to be there. You have to put you have to put the time in. Right. And a lot of podcasters, they do their pot and you know, 65% of podcasters could give to peak. They they do their show for fun. They have fun. They build a little community. You know, I I don't know if you saw it, Rob, but I launched us a Discord community this weekend. Yeah, I saw that. That's awesome. And you know, so far we've had a whopping four people sign up for the Discord community. So you know, yeah. that's you know, and it, it's we're going to see if this works and experiment to try to have some interaction with the uh, with the community. Right. And so. so you know, it, it's, it, is it going to work for us? Who knows? We're not a gamer. You know, we're, we're, well, you
1: just, it's kind of like building a podcast. You start out with, you know, a couple of people and it yep. turns into a couple more people. And yep. next day it turns into a couple more people and it just, it grows. It's the same thing that, that we did with the, the Facebook page for this show. Right.
0: Yep. So, yep. you know, here's the deal it's, uh, podcasting's marketing problem is largely the content creators ability to well, they should be going out there and doing some of this and if they want to right. if they don't have time for it then okay so make an investment in your show and hire someone to do that right and find those opportunities yeah but you know if you're not in every facebook group that has is around your content genre i'm just going to smack you side to head right now and say what are you, why not right you know
1: So it thought I go it, ahead. It thought I made a made a new um piece of artwork for our, our live on stage show oh, at uh oh Digital you, Hollywood. Oh you did. I did. Here let me throw it up on the screen
0: really quick here. Let's now, see if I can do this. Remember, you have to audit, we have to be uh we have to describe this so that uh Oh yeah. All right, so let me I will. Okay, I'm trying I wanna I wanna share it. something here. Okay, so okay, there we go. Now, let me... There it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that's nice.
1: Yeah. I just s- sent it out on Twitter, too, so people can see so, it. So,
0: New Media Show Live, November 14th, 2019, at 3 p.m. with special guest, Digital right. Hollywood, BP Content right. Partnership, Libsyn.com, CEO, Blueberry Press, Host, Geek right. News Central. He is my right. radio promotion voice. Yes.
1: I think I prefer your your natural voice, Todd. Okay, all right. <laughs> Okay. So anyway, it's much much more authentic to, to who you are. Yeah. All right.
0: So we're going to be at Digital Hollywood <laughs> on November fourteenth. Right. Exactly. Keep... On
1: on stage live, it's going to be streamed video too. So oh, that'll be fun. Going to be take care of, hopefully, hopefully, we can walk out of there with a the recording. <laughs> so well,
0: I will bring something this time to make sure we get a recording. You know, bring okay. associated cables to make sure we're plugged in. Right, I'm sick and tired of relying on other people to say oh we, we lost your recording, right, or it was so blasted out that it was you know right eight hundred yeah. decibels that's what that's what happened to us at the Dragon Con, yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. uh, that would have been a hard episode to edit anyway I mean, <laughs> that thing was full of people people
1: would have been amused by that
0: episode That uh, was oh, such I, an unusual I, episode we, for we the would show. have we would have gotten hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> we you know people get awesome, people get mad when i when i uh use a cuss word on here and we get email because of that that one was full of every f bomb in the book you know so it was well, and some entendres and, oh, and, and some stuff. sexual was, references. Yeah, there and, was some yeah. non politically correct stuff. I'm going to get me fired in doing this show, you know. Didn't come from us. No, and I, you know my my eyeballs were about this big around. You, know, I'm looking at this guy like, well, what are you saying? You know, you better slow down and drinking the beers you're drinking right now. That's another thing we need to do is make sure that any guests that we have on our live events know that there is no alcohol prior to the event. <laughs> well, Todd,
1: that was DragonCon. We did that. At we did that episode and, at t- ten o'clock at night, and that, that that's when the beer taps go open at ten o'clock at night. Yeah, and, and when
0: the when the PG thirteen filter goes off, right? Too, and exactly. It can go R. Exactly. You know, so we right? could do it at at nine p.m., but but we just can't do it at ten. But there was stuff that, that was said during that. <laughs> session that I'm thinking you do you want a job in the real world and industry and do you want this on the street? You know, there's stuff that we live in a whole day, you know, 20 years ago you might have got away with that, but you can't say he. there was stuff said that you can't say today. And we also had a had a woman on the episode yeah, too. Which was, they, they, which was, they, they, she was like, shit. okay, we're changing the subject yeah. right, now. Right, you know, she was uncomfortable. <laughs> I was uncomfortable. She was uncomfortable, you know, so... <laughs> Right. Anyway, so that's where yeah, a little fun. lesson of stuff going sideways. <clears throat> yes. All right. So anyway, we've, we've, uh, we've beat up on folks that are talking about changing the podcasting space again. Right. But let's talk about, uh, you know, I, I just, maybe we need to get, well, I don't know. He probably won't talk to us because we're peons. Who's you know, this? The iHeart CEO. Oh, Mr. Bob Pittman. Yeah, Oh, uh, we can get him on. No problem. Oh, no, you you ought to get him on the show. <laughs> really, I, and we should we should have him as a guest at uh, Digital Hollywood. That I don't would be, think he's going to be there. I don't uh, think he's going to be there. Well, oh, that would that would be the guest to have. That would be a coup if we could get him on. Because Because yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I he's you know. A, yeah, uh, you know he's making news. It's you know, but it, it my 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 hackles get raised a little bit. And it's not nece- even from a competitive standpoint, but just some of the stuff he says has the same. Uh, let me see if I can find it. I, I where did I put it? I put it in the podcast movement community. Yeah. So if I, I'll read what what uh, what was quoted at least in the reporting here. It's still. It's gotten enough. It's gotten. It said, Bob ha- Bob Pittman, iHeart Radio CEO, has been interviewed on CNBC, a U.S. business news network. In the interview, he said that podcasting is an extension to radio. Adding that the company is encouraging everyone to get into podcasting because we're the leader. We got the big library and the big shows.
1: Nope. <laughs> Yeah, we can dream all we want, but that doesn't make it reality. Yeah, as a, yes, um, they, As a network, they yeah, have yes.
0: some good traffic, no doubt. They do. They, are, they do. You know. Yeah,
1: they do. And but they have a lot of shows. That's true. Right.
0: They have a lot of shows that nobody listens to in the podcasting area. But which there's is a, true. But there's a lot of <laughs> your show, my show, this right. show is all on iHeartRadio. Right. Does that? But my show isn't their show. Part, it isn't their show. Well. We got the yes. big library. Yeah. I'm part of their library. Right. But we got the big library. Yeah. Uh, uh, have you checked blueberry.com's library? All right. You know, it's a lot bigger. You know, it's a lot so yeah. it doesn't get the same amount of traffic, obviously. I wish it would, but yeah. <clears throat> um, and it's interesting to read. What was more interesting was reading the comments from podcasters. Mm-hmm. So one well-respected podcaster said, I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> And another podcaster well-known said, so I bet he believes every word of that too. And then a certain reporter says, that's some good reporting there. Where's it from? And, uh, I think I made a comment on that through. It yeah. Too. Then there was, uh, uh, another well-known podcaster said he was a driver behind the early success of MTV. I think has sensed a similar opportunity with podcasting. He's trying to an iHeart in the same way he did with MTV back then, very aggressively. Okay, another well-known uh, OG podcaster, beyond belief. <coughs> and then Blake uh, Thompson said he's got Bobby Bones on there as his flagship, as well as Ron Burgundy. Who's Bobby Bones? He's, I guess he's an iHeart talent, I guess. I'm nev- I've never heard of Bobby Bones. I never have either. It's okay. Is he a radio guy or something? You know, so. He must be very skinny, too. We, we all know who Ron Burgundy is. Okay. Well, Will Ferrell, yeah. a.k.a. Will Ferrell. Sure. But uh, Count Me as one that has never listened to any of his content. But uh, Matthew says, I thought the cringiest part was, and he said, people love radio for the companionship, but radio shows don't typically address their listeners as an audience of one. But most podcasters, at least the really good ones, are so good about making their product feel intimate, rarely, radio rarely succeeds in that regards. Yeah, and then I'm someone sure. says, I agree. Joe Rogan is a good example. Of course, Joe Rogan comes up as every <coughs> example. His right. opening statement is, hello, friend, and not hello, friends. It's right. subtle, but the singularity or, or everyone. Welcome right. everyone to yeah. my show. It's yes. subtle, but the singularity of the phrase is important. I agree completely. Right. And then uh, oh, here's your comment. I guess I guess assume leadership versus actually earn it is the key takeaway. Yes. A- and then Rob Wall says, well. They were the first with a podcast awards, the first with a radio station playing <laughs> podcasts and the first with a podcast to 1 billion downloads. This is Snarky. So sounds like they are the leaders in space with all their first. And there's right. a whole bunch of wide mouth. Wah! And but there's some other folks that come to their defense. Huh. And it's okay. It says, neither Redbox nor Netflix are even on the radar screen in the terms of competition, Blockbuster CEO Jim Kayes told The Motley Fool in 2008. His rental video filed for bankruptcy in 2010. Today, mm-hmm. Netflix is worth $61.93 billion. We're not here to poo-poo <clears throat> that, ne- that iHeart can have a big impact. Oh, yeah. No. I'm not, and they poo-ing. will have a big impact. I'm not poo-pooing yeah. that at all, and we know they're they're a big player in this space. But just from our experience, mm, I don't. I, yeah. Oh, so what were you gonna say?
1: I don't think they're as big of a player in the space as they think they are. Okay. That's well, that's that that's
0: the reality of it. I mean, yeah. So, but you know, whatever reality is, you know, mm-hmm. I think that um, we understand that there's a great opportunity for radio right. and, and why not they should they all should be podcasting we've been saying that for 10 years right so um I, you know but i i think there's plenty of room for everybody in this space again we go back to this conversation we had earlier about two hundred thousand active shows mm-hmm. and 5 billion blogs
2: mm-hmm.
0: or 5 million or whatever it is i think the actual number is higher than that so,
1: probably by now,
0: right. right? It's been a long time. Yeah, but Jeff did go on to say. He said, "My point being, the consumer will decide who is successful, not the CEO making sweeping generalizations." Yeah, there's room for everybody. Yeah, and the more they promote, the better for all of us, right? Right. But it just... Well, I the point I was trying to make was, he comes across as radio which you and I have had plenty of exposure to, right. to, you know, the radio people are, do not <clears> understand. <throat> there would, if, you know, can you imagine Rob, if, uh, if you were part of an iHeart channel and then I was from Beasley and you mm-hmm. and I did a podcast about podcasting together. Mm-hmm. or No podcast about radio together and talk to the level that we do. That It would never happen in radio, never, <clears throat> never, 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 right? Because right. Right. they're they're so competitive, right? Isn't it wonderful that we can have conversations about the space?
1: Well, that's what that, that's what makes the space <clears throat> so different from any other medium <clears throat> is that there that there is collaboration that goes on, and I
0: don't think it goes on as much in the other mediums. So it just, you know, just to me, it just, and in, in folks that aren't in this day-to-day business, if you're just podcasting, you could probably care less what he said, you know, but right. it, when I read it, to me, it's just like, wow, here's big radio again coming in and we know, we know everything. So, uh, and again, we can learn from my art radio too. We can learn from them. What, you know, they, they're going to have, you know, look at the talent that's in radio well, that's undeniable. There's some incredible minds, incredible content folks.
1: Well, there's great talent over there, but that talent needs to think differently uh, than they do um, on radio for podcasting. And that's, that's where they've struggled is thinking about um, content and thinking about personalities differently. Um, And that's what, that's how they have a hard time kind of like um, being able to be left and right handed, right. Versus just, right-handed and they're used to being right-handed but they need to think left-handed too if they're going to do podcasting and i I think sometimes that's too much of a hurdle for them to get through
0: so i heard something interesting on howard stern and i for some reason i had his had uh howard 100 tuned up i was driving down here I, i don't know why i wasn't listening to a podcast but i was listening to howard and he was beating up on one of his team members about coming to him with a horrible skit And Howard Howard was just blasting his, you know, one of his uh, full-time team members there. He's just like, this this bit sucks, and we're not doing that. It's going to cost a lot of money. But Howard said something that was really interesting. He says, the reason this sucks is it's not radio first. It's TV first. He says, we're radio first. And we will do content on this show that is radio first. And I thought to myself, whoa. Now, Howard's had negative things to say about podcasting in the past. Mm-hmm. He's through and through a radio talent of high regard. Look what the man has accomplished, right? you know, and people can learn lessons from the, you know, if you can ha- if you can handle the content, because boy, they really go, they go X on that show. Right. Um, but if you look at what Howard has done, I would, I would have no doubt in my mind. If let's say XM Sirius said, Howard, our contract's over. And if Howard so choose not to retire, and he decided that he would go podcast, I have no doubt in my mind he'd have a ex- successful blowout show. Right. There'd be no doubt in my mind because he would adapt, and he would then switch mm-hmm. to podcast first. He's going to say, "Okay." And, I, and, I, and Howard's never going to do this. He's never going to do a podcast. He's already uh, sick of doing. Know. He's already sick of doing XM radio. He's, he's down to like three or four days live a week. Maybe, I don't know. He's cutting his time down. Right. Um, but Do you think he's heading towards retirement? Yeah, is that what you think? I, I think so. But you know, he's, he's still getting paid big bucks. I think he just got renewed. Yeah. You know, so, but what, what, I'm really trying to make a point here is that if Howard did decide that he was going to go podcasting, I have no doubt in my mind that it would be the same discussion we have to be podcast first. We can't be radio first. Right. And he would, he would transition. If he was no longer on radio, he would make the complete transition and he would bash radio five ways to Sunday. He would have fun with it. You know, coming over and being a podcaster. Will he do it? Never. I don't ever see Howard Stern doing it, but radio, I think radio folks have to understand they're, yeah. they're radio first right now. And until they decide, podcasting is going to be. Some- can they be both those? The problem. I don't, can they I, be I,
1: podcast first and radio first?
0: I, I think that's separate. <clears throat> yeah. If you have two staffs.
1: Two, two separate divisions of the company. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And I think that's, that's the direction. If you look at iHeart, um, that's kind of what they've done, right? They acquired the, the stuff works folks out of Atlanta. Sure. Um, and which created us completely separate division of the company for original podcast content.
0: So from that perspective, if that's being implemented and they are the content team and they are the, you know, the podcast division of iHeart, which I don't know if they are, I don't know how that integration has went, then iHeart's on the right track. You know, so, and and it's a good strategy, but I don't think most radio, you know, podcasting is still an afterthought. They don't want to put budget at it. So that's kind of my angle well they're still testing it they're still
1: feeling it around they're still trying to figure it out they're still trying to show some success they're you know and i think that the ron burgundy thing was a little bit of a misunderstanding of the medium um actually i feel like the 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 will Farrell podcast would have been much more successful than a ron burgundy podcast hmm. so and because if they would have done a Will Farrell podcast, that would have been a a a pure understanding of the differences of the podcasting medium right around authenticity, realness, and you know just look at Joe Rogan. He's a classic example. Just replace Will Farrell,
0: you know into yeah. Joe Rogan.
1: Yeah, you can see the same
0: phenomenon happening, yeah. right. So I, you know, one thing I heard at Texas PodCon that I was probably the, one of the few things I disagreed with is a panel said, listen, your, your podcast should be able to be interchangeable with your host. You should be able to mm-hmm. put a new host in there. And it's and I, And I'm like, no, 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 no. doesn't no. work that way. doesn't work Definitely. that way in podcasting. And there was a, so mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you, you know, people tune in for you and me. That's right, The host is everything. Is it's everything. not everything. It's it's really the most important thing, and the topic is second. I, so. I, I agree. Yeah. You know, you and I could go off and do another show and right. probably be successful with those shows, but this show has its own DNA at this point. Right. You know, yeah, we bring people in from time to time, but, you know, if, if all of a sudden I said the new media show was going to be hosted by – um uh, who should, who, let's throw, let's throw a couple names out there. Uh, you know, just two people. Okay. The new CEO of Luminary and the, uh, um, I, I don't know, just two names. And guess, guess what you end up with? It's not ever, it's going to be completely different. It's not going to be the same show. People, yeah. people might tune in for about, tune in for the entertainment value for one or two episodes. Right. You know, but, uh, you know, people tune into my show for me when I, you know, when I have Kirk or one of my other, uh, you know, uh, uh Don Bain substitute for me, I, I always get emails like, I'm glad you're back. Right. You know.
1: And I'm sure that your listener numbers probably drop when you do that, too.
0: Yeah, you know, and you have to be careful how many episodes you're away. So, you know, I really kind of now adapted. to just say I'm taking off. I think in 15 years, I <laughs> take a few shows off here and there. So i guess that's where my angle is at this point and so it is it's all about the host i think radio is too morning drive is about you know in in hawaii they have this uh these this duo called perry and price and they they are the their morning drive they 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 are the like the king of drive and and there's another guy called rick amata he's a He's a uh, conservative talk show host. It's on morning drive in the morning, you know, so they, they are those shows. Right. They are personality driven
1: shows on radio. No question about it. Right. So it's just a different, it's just a different way that they think about their content too. They think about their content in shorter sound bites um, than we do here on this show or any podcast for that matter. Yeah, because they're they're always fighting against those breaks. They're always fighting against those commercial breaks uh, and trying to get people back into the show when they come back from a break. Yeah, so they're always teasing the segment that's coming up. They're they're teasing at the exit after the break. They're always they're they're spending time doing that. We don't have to do that.
0: No, no, no. Right. So, if you're watching via Facebook, make sure you check in. Make sure you say hello in the comments. So uh, hey. L- Leland says uh, in chat. He says hashtag. It's all about the host, right? So uh, I think you know we we've killed this, beat this dead horse. But I I just um, y- y- you know we talk spend a lot of time talking about radio. I hope radio people are listening. If you are so radio, far. if we are radio, are we pissing you off? Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we getting through to you? Are we saying things that don't make sense? Are, are you, do you look at us as idiots? Or, or you know, I, I really don't want. I you know, I'm Frank. I want to hear from the from the radio people that listen to this show. You know, do you tune no. out after five minutes because you don't want to listen, or, or do you agree with us and you're just fighting your you know, if, if if you're in radio and you think the way we do, are, are you, how how's the battle at the office? Mm-hmm. You know, I really want to hear from the radio folks that listen to the show because I know we have people that listen from radio that listen to the show. Yeah. You know, I, w- 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 am I off? Uh, and, <clears throat> matter of fact, if we are off base, please come in and educate us. All right. We're happy to have you on.
1: I've spent a lot of years around radio, so I don't think we're too far off. We could be from some perspective, I, I think we do tend to be maybe a little bit too negative about them, but um, it's only because we feel that coming back from that side. So,
0: yeah. so, and, and and of course, you <coughs> know, I heart guy, he's got this big platform, he's you know, he's the 500 pound gorilla, right? So, you know, of course, you're like, man, he was on CNBC talking about podcasting. Awesome. You know, and then you're like, man, I wish that was me. You know, so maybe there's a little jealousy there. Let's just be frank. But yeah. you know, it it it's it just comes across as radio-ish and the yeah. kind of things we've heard out of radio people's mouths for a long time. I I hope I you know, be honest with you, my heart's very successful. I have all these groups. Are I hope I hope, they, I hope they knock it out of the ballpark, and I hope they I hope they kill radio in five years. I really do. Yeah, because guess what? <laughs> Yahoo! You know, radio goes right. away. Everyone's getting paid. Every content creator on the planet is getting paid because the money's going to come back to us. Right. There'd be so much. It's going to
1: shift over from from radio. Yeah, over To this, but there's going to be right. so
0: much. There's going to be so much. You know, you look at radio advertising, billion, billions, billions and billions of dollars, and we're not even at six, seven hundred million. Yeah.
1: Well, Todd, so, you know that the big difference there that doesn't get talked about much is that those billions of dollars are going into local advertising.
0: That's true. That's true. So
1: so this medium is not a local medium yet. Yeah,
0: it's not yet.
1: So I think that there's a good opportunity long-term to think about podcasting as a local medium. That's when we're going to tap into those big budgets.
0: Well, it takes, you have to have, if you're going to, okay, let's look at it this way. If you are today listening to radio, right? you're listening to it on the way to work, on the way home, and maybe in the office, you're listening to hmm. piped-in music. Maybe. But maybe at the office, you're listening to Spotify or Pandora or Apple Music or something right. like that. So if you're listening to radio today on Morning Drive, that means there has to be daily content that is available for people to listen to that is, <coughs> is, I, I don't know. I don't know if podcasting is going to work for local because it can. It, it's There's no to, technical limitation. It's going to have more. It's going to more, be, it's gonna more to, to do with it's content. Be, I think it's going gonna to be more about live. Mm. Because, because you know, you can't do morning drive. You can't. Well, live is live is always going
1: to be important, Todd. No question. Uh, yeah. So, um, it's just the problem with live is it doesn't scale. It scales for a local. And it scales for radio, right, to some degree, right? But why why does it scale for radio? I it, guess is the is a well, question you, because you, those radios come on when people turn the ignition on the car. Well, on. not not so much anymore because no, no, now you that, get a
0: digital dashboard.
1: That's so, that's what's going to take down radio is the fact that people aren't going to have. That's not going to be the first thing that starts playing in their
0: car is the radio. I look at different, you know, I got my 2009 Mazda CX-9 had AM, FM, Sirius XM had Bluetooth. And my 2019 Ford Edge, click, click, click. And I'm (laughs) listening to whatever I want. And load the app. I mean, my Nissan Leaf that I have, my
1: my electric car that I bought in 2011, when I get into my car, it starts playing um, Apple Music off of my phone. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't,
0: uh, it doesn't start the radio. That was the, you know, it's just like the battle for HDMI one on televisions. You know, we've talked about this before, but so, but I think still a lot of people tune into, well, you know, I also look at, um, When I'm on my way down here to Columbus, um, about an hour out, I will load either Waze or um, Google Maps because it's going to tell me if there's anything major ahead that's going to cause me a delay. That's what I look for. I'm not looking for content, I'm looking for traffic. And with Waze and Google Maps and whatever others out there are now starting to reroute us. Around traffic issues, it's better right. than any traffic guy will ever do because it's all crowdsourced. It knows the cars sitting still in right. traffic where it should be moving. Right. So I think that uh, you know a lot of people tuned into the morning drive to find out what's happening on the one hundred and one, you know, in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, but can't can't ways um, they, it does, I, I, does it actually chime in on your audio listening and tell you what's coming up. Yeah. Uh, maybe it does the way I use it is I just look at it, you know. Yeah, it's more of a visual thing right now, yeah. but, but there's nothing to, to stop them from
0: in it, 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 popping may, into it,
1: your, your listening to audio. It, it may
0: have that, right. and I don't even use it, so right, saying you know, yeah. accident ahead, ahead or, or slowdown
1: whatever, coming right, right. or those kind of things. Yeah. It's the same with weather updates, too. Yeah. There's very little that live radio does that can't be replaced.
0: It's true. And, but what, one thing that can't be replicated is the spontaneity and having the scale to be able to be doing morning and having the, the, the local football coach come in and say, Hey, we're, you know, we got a big game. It's homecoming or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. I
1: agree. Live sports is, is probably going to be the savior of radio. Really? I, I, I
0: think it could keep them alive. Yeah. Huh. I don't know, Bob. I don't watch long that. term. I don't know enough enough about what's happening in radio and sports to even really talk to it. So, so I guess we'll see. But you know, you know, what is the model for local? You know, you've looked at this for a long time, Rob, and no one's yeah. quite. If anyone could figure it out, you would. And
1: well, no, I think it's still coming. <clears throat> it's all about scale. It's all about growing enough listeners in the medium when when local starts. Um, being a viable option and then then content will start you know it's the old chicken or the egg i mean what's what needs to come first does local content need to come first or does local the number of local listeners need to be there and then
0: you start producing the content well you don't get local listeners without local content right so the content has to come first
1: no, but does the scale of podcasting, right? So as you think about the adoption of, and the push out of, um, Google podcasts, you start you know, thinking about the growth of Android, you think about these opportunities of getting this medium out to more listeners. So each year we're marching up the hill, right? We're going up four or 5% right. every year, right?
0: So some
1: point down the line, we're going to have 80% of the world, the, the U S population or globally. Have listened to a podcast on last week. It's going to get there. It's just a matter of time, right?
0: So then what do we do? You know, let's think about this local thing a little bit. Um, what, you know, what is, radio has their Hocus Pocus numbers on audience size. So right. what what is a, what, you know, in, you live in Seattle or close to Seattle. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm here in Columbus. What's the number one radio station get for... What's their number? What's the uh, do they have 10,000, 15,000 people? How many people are listening to that radio at, one time, yeah. at, at one time? Yeah. At one time. in some ways, it's not really a fair comparison because well, that's the number you it, need to know because if you're right. going to do local, you have to again, it's, right. it's all about scale, right? But when's the so, car dealership going to say, oh, yeah, the Columbus uh, morning podcast? Well, I've have,
1: always heard that, that, you know, like one of the top, Let's say top five um talk stations in like a major market, like a top twenty major market at, at any given time that radio station's maybe got two hundred thousand people listening simultaneously, so
0: you know you start thinking about those numbers but, you and, know if if you think about that, that's still pretty incredible, considering where we're at digitally
1: right. But that's also because people turn on their cars and that radio starts playing. Right. Right. It's not like they've made a conscious choice to go in and say, I want to listen to that piece of content right then.
0: In 10 years, everyone's going to have a smart dashboard. Right. 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 You know, Ford is given, uh, you know, every Ford that's being sold right now, I think, has the ability to pay for a um, internet connection. That's part of the, you know. yeah, the have vehicle. To, yeah. It's going to be built I, into the vehicle. I, yeah, mine right. I paid three, how much I pay? I think I paid eighteen t 300 for a year. Right. I think that's what it was in my Ford Edge. I think the price was $300. $300. Now, right. how many people are going to do that? Well, maybe not very many because they're still going to have their mobile device and they'll just. Bluetooth their mobile device, plug it into. Well, there's going to and-
1: be other other reasons for people to to get did, um, connections or keep their connections to their console, and that's going to be for telematic reasons, um, security reasons, um, access to the network to to do autonomous know, autonomous driving capabilities. Yeah. Um, access to, to maps, up, updates of maps. Uh, there's just going to be a lot of digital requirements that these cars are going to have. And eventually I, I think that every car that you buy will just come with free data.
0: Well, my car I is always asking is where it's me, going, you know, even right. though I've got AT&T, my car is always asking to connect to a wifi network to update. Right. So
1: it's right.
0: always asking. Because it needs, needs new stuff all the time. Right. 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 So I, I, know, I guess we'll see where this goes, but, uh. You know, in ten years is going to be a lot, but you know, at Mm -hmm. least the CEO is recognizing the importance of podcasting. And even though he says stuff that kind of grinds us a little bit, um, I guess it's better than him not talking about it at all.
1: Well, I think that his opportunity is to convert his current radio stations to digital more, and to convert those local audiences that he has to digital and. That includes podcasting, it includes streaming, it includes all those things, and well, they need to get really serious about that.
0: Well, I think if you look at the, he, what did he said here, he said, he said podcasting extension to radio, adding that the company is encouraging everyone mm-hmm. to get into podcasting. Yeah, it's, so it's he's a, basically it, putting the it's a smart strategy. He's putting the, the putting the gauntlet down, but that doesn't mean that the iHeart conglomerate in Boise. And there's seven stations. He says that, but he has, he doesn't own those stations. No. They're affiliated with his network. Yeah, I don't know how that, uh, maybe they do own them. I don't know how that works. Well, some are owned, sh- some are owned, some are affiliates. Um, so, you know, so, so, yeah. The owned ones he can dictate, but the affiliates then probably not. So the,
1: It's more of a cooperative relationship that, that iHeart has with these affiliates. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, time will tell, I guess. Hopefully
1: it's cooperative on their part, right? It's yeah. not adversarial,
0: which I'm sure happens, but yeah. I think what yeah. it does also do is if if uh, fo- those folks that are in production, the production companies, there's huge opportunity here to be the, uh, you know, you go, I would be, if I was in the uh, audio editing production business, Mm -hmm. I would be uh, sitting in every radio station's GM's office or their marketing department or whoever and having meetings saying, I'm your guy to edit your content and, you know, put Mm -hmm. me on, put me on retainer and let's, let's get this rocking and rolling. You know, and maybe this will be internally will be staffed internally, but I don't think so initially half these radio stations are on, IP feeds. They don't even have someone manning a board. They just get a, they, you know, they have one person comes in the morning and read spots. Yeah. It's, they're operated. I mean, a lot of these stations are operating on automation. Yeah. So they, they read all their spots for the day. It takes them an hour and it gets mm-hmm. put, ingested into their system and then stuff just, it sounds like you're listening to yeah. someone live, but it's pre-recorded. Right. Or it comes down off a satellite.
1: Yeah. It gets stored, stored locally and then played back. Yeah. In a sound cart
0: system. Right. So here comes the statistics. It's very interesting. Women listen longer. Women listen longer to podcasts. I'm not surprised by that. I, I don't think I am either. And actually, I had Mackenzie, we were doing the, uh, uh, po- our, our our show for Blueberry mm-hmm. and doing Podcast Insider. And I said to her, I'm like, how many hours a week are you listening? And she you know of the shows you regularly listen to and she came up with about seven hours and i said okay of the shows that i on my permanent playlist not without the exception of the ones that are i listen to at 10 minutes a pop Mm -hmm. um i said i'm about five or six hours so it was kind of interesting so between the two of us we were we we basically mimicked what was being reported so um It is interesting that the ladies are listening longer. And I would say at this event that I was at at Texas PodCon, it was probably, I think it was women heavy. I think it was 60, 40, 60% ladies, 40% guys. It, it, I shouldn't tell done you, Todd,
1: that. it's going to be dominated by women in the next couple of years. It's the direction it's going. So it's okay, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, who are we to argue with that? Yeah.
0: And then percentage wise, I was looking at the people of color that were at uh, Texas PodCon and there was a good representation too. So and even some guys and I, you know, I talked to them individually and I said, listen, I said, you know, it's a lot of the ladies who were, you're out They're outpacing uh, you, especially in people of color, the women are leading the pack in a big way over the guys. And, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, I gave away two hours of free consulting and it was mm-hmm. actually a guy that is again he's, you know, we're talking at lunch and he ended up being the winner. So I'm going to get to help him with his, with his, uh, strategy. But I think that, um, and, and, uh, he was African-American. So I'm excited about that, you know, that opportunity to work with him. So I'm going to be able to learn something mm-hmm. from it and he'll get something to learn from me. So, um, I, <coughs> It, to me, it's like that's my concern is okay who who are we leaving behind in this podcast content journey at this point, right, and I think with the the demographic that's missing now um and maybe I'm just not seeing it as I don't see a big Asian community uh doing podcast um right. I think that's underrepresented in the space. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's some, if uh, there's some other groups too, All right? and maybe the audience can help us out. What do you see a shortage of out there? What, what do you want more? What, what, what ethnic group are you part of that you think should be doing podcast?
1: Well, I think Asia has been, um, has been lagging in the adoption of this medium, but from the, the signs that I'm hearing and things that I'm hearing, that's changing kind of like what's happening in, in, various parts in in europe and uh, as well, so yeah. I think um, we're starting to see numbers out of Canada and Australia that are trending around higher consumption per capita um of podcasts than even in the u s so that the the trend lines are strong. it's just that all those markets are coming at the medium from a different place and that and it's um, been a little slower to adopt because of the the media landscape that yeah. exists in the countries is different than in the u s So um, yeah, Uh, things are definitely growing on a global scale. There's no question about it. And I also think that local is the next big thing that we're going to be wrestling with over the next probably five to 10 years. Is that timeline on that? I
0: think, Uh, uh, you know, but you've been thinking local is going to go bigger sooner than it's this very slow.
1: Well, Uh, I thought that the audience for podcasting was going to grow faster than it has. And, and it's, and it's being held back uh, for reasons that are a little hard to explain right now. So, you know, I, yeah, a- Android probably, probably the biggest reason yeah. is hard to explain. So but. Did you
0: hear, oh, did you hear about the meeting Google had down in Atlanta?
3: Mm,
0: no.
1: So, when, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, I did with uh, with
0: Jessica Kufferman and Elsie. Yeah. Well, that- no, it's just just this past week weekend was it this weekend or the it within the last seven days there was a big meeting google had a a big meeting it wasn't during sheep they may have done something during sheep podcast too but
3: specifically
0: in the atlanta area because i had done two interviews with people that were out of that area and then they both were going to this google learning session i didn't hear anything about this so they had podcasters in to talk about what can we do and I asked post, I said, what was the topics that came up? Oh, okay. And the topics were, we need more advertising opportunities. So they were asking Google for that.
1: Yeah. I had mentioned to to, to Google probably six months ago that, that they needed to have um, meetings like that. So just bring in podcasters and get, get, get their feedback. Is the Google you know, podcast
0: group in Atlanta?
1: No. So they must be doing this in various cities around the country. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily bringing in guys like us because right. they've already talked to us. Yeah. So, so it's just a matter of t- talking to other people in the medium to get a, a more cross section. So I'm not really surprised they're doing this because this was a topic that was talked about many months ago.
0: So did, did anybody go to that? and just listen to the show. I'd love, love to have your right. synopsis yeah. of what was discussed.
1: Yeah. You know, like what did they cover? Or what yeah. questions did they yeah. ask?
0: yeah how long was the focus of it right how long was it was it a you know people whining or was there was you know because you know i was i talked to a guy that was going um he he he's i interviewed him He said i'm going to sing tomorrow for google i'm like really i said what are you going to ask him you know and he said i said well i said if you get a chance (laughs) throw this zinger in there you know trying to poison the pot a little bit and uh He's oh yeah that's right you know that's that's a good one and I'm like okay so <laughs> so I got my maybe I got my point and I don't know if he asked my specific question it's probably not because I'm sure they didn't get everyone run through but um, yeah so it's, it's interesting they're they're asking questions but I, the question is why do they need to ask questions shouldn't they know don't do the, the, don't they at this point understand I
1: think they're just con- continuously looking for for feedback from different parts of the podcasting community. Yeah. To come up with I- ideas, they want to be diverse, so I'm sure that they're going to be attracting in all all sorts of different demographic um, groups and people that are that are producing content, people that are behind the scenes, people that are, you know, they're just trying to get a feedback process that can help them make better decisions which I think is fantastic. That's what I recommended that they did, that they well, do. It's it's good that they did then. So, But this right. is the
0: first one I've heard about, and it just right. was a coincidence. It's the first I'm one sure.
1: I've heard about, too. It's not like they told
0: us they were doing this right. stuff. I mean, but it was a coincidence that I actually, you know, I just interviewed two people from the Atlanta area, yep. excuse me, last week that told me about that. So I was like, whoa, came yep. up twice. So it must have been the net they threw was pretty wide then. Because these were two unrelated shows. These weren't two shows that were in the same genre. Yeah. Speaking of Atlanta, I did talk to Jessica Kufferman, and she's willing to come on the show oh, next good. week if we want to have her oh, on. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be back in the studio next week, too. So. Okay. And I talked to Mackenzie about the show. I said, so how many guys were there? She said, a handful or two. Right. And uh, I said, oh, that's great. And I, she said, uh, um. And she had mentioned, uh, maybe I shouldn't say, um, I think it's good that the guy stayed away. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was good. And uh, I'm very happy we sent the ladies to represent Blueberry. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Rob, I think you guys need to upstaff a little bit on more women and then leave the Robs. I know you didn't go, but leave the other yeah. Rob at home next year. Right. <laughs> I- I tend to agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I was surprised that there was only like 10, you know, like she said nine or 10 and I actually heard it from a guy. And that was another thing. It was kind of funny. You know, there was a guy at Texas PodCon that had went to she podcast and he said the same thing, nine or 10 guys. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I, you know, it's one of those events where you better be on your best behavior. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you better be on your absolute best behavior, not be doing any uh, frat boy stuff at any of those events. <laughs> That's true. You know, and it was so true. And the and reason I say frat boys is because one of the topics that came up was uh, one of the gentlemen says, I want to do a show. I said, I've got all these friends that were wild and crazy in the fraternities, and now they're. You know, 20 years later, they're dads, and they're all calmed down. And he said, I want to figure out that transition. And I'm asked, I said, are you married? <laughs> and he goes, no. I said, well, I think that's the answer that you're probably looking for already. Because, right. you know, if you're still single, you might be in frat boy mentality versus being married right. and priorities right. change. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. he was puzzled how these all these guys were you know, had settled down and become respectable, uh, you know, contributors to society instead of crazy wild men. So. Right. The other
1: guy I'd love to get on the show too, is Owen Grover. uh, Who's, who's the, the fellow, the CEO of uh, Pocket Cast. So. Yeah. He'd be
0: good to have on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He threw out some good, good zingers down at OzPod down in Australia uh, Mm -hmm. here recently. And, He made a tweet um, just this past week. That's actually, you know, this is is what it reads. We should be in the business of protecting open ecosystems. Right now, RSS is just that. Tomorrow, who knows? But we should be thinking about what happens, for example, when Apple's traditional leadership in the the podcasting um, market share wanes a little bit. Uh, and other less altruistic players might uh, seek to fill the void, right? So, he's 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 thinking about the future and the the risks that exist around RSS. And,
0: well, he, his right. his company. Uh Pocket Cast. Yeah. His company. And he's, he's formerly of iHeartRadio, too. Well, at the same time, though, his company relies on Open RSS to feed the podcasting space. He, he, his, exactly. His, his a, app does not exist without an open ecosystem.
1: Right. Right. So, so he has a vested interest in this. So it sounds, Owen, it would be great to have you
0: on the, on the show yeah, and talk about all this yeah. stuff. Are you listening? Right. Send us an email. We'll have you on.
1: I think he is. I I, think he's probably listening.
0: I think we're, you know, I think what we have here is, you know, and I did that a little bit yesterday in my second presentation as I, I'm trying now to even, even even I'm doing a podcast, I did a session on uh, business, a session on actually on uh, hosting and, and, you know, media hosting. And uh, Mm -hmm. so I, but I did a preface with like 10 slides talking about the history. And I'm going to try to fit that in wherever I can on any of these events I'm getting because You know, after I got done giving that presentation, the people came up to me and said, I really understand, you know, why the importance of uh, RSS and having it be this open standard, why it's so important, you know, because I, you know, I've got a couple of graphic slides on that presentation. And, um, you know, it gets always gets a chuckle out of the audience. But then when you explain the backstory on why, you know, why we were such rebels and why open is good and why be- mm-hmm. uh, closed is bad. And, mm-hmm. you know, and use that gatekeeper, um, reference, which everyone can relate to. And on then, then, you know, it's just like deplatforming. platforming, you know, people that are getting a lot more people are, right. there are people that I know, Rob, that are in no way at risk of their shows being deplatformed from Facebook, but they're so afraid of Facebook and their policies they've actually set up um how should I say it second accounts on on Facebook yeah or... they've set up second mm-hmm. accounts on Facebook and they've made those I had to be real careful here they've made those secondary accounts uh, admins on all of their pages and groups. So oh. that if they are ever, if their account is ever shut down, hacked, mm-hmm. taken over, whatever, that they have the ability mm-hmm. to recover their entire, everything, all, this, all the work they've done on Facebook. And we know mm-hmm. Facebook is being very, you know, they don't want people to have second accounts per se, right. especially if they're yeah. not real. And, uh, right. you know, <laughs> so funny. I thought, okay. I thought, oh, that's. Interesting, and I'm sure you could probably set a husband and wife or a partner up and make them admins and accomplish the same thing. But you know, right. when you have people that are saying, "I'm concerned about right. you know the the potential of losing my Facebook pages and groups," not so worried about the personal feeds, but more about the business aspect. I was like, and this is some of the just content that they shouldn't be worried about, but they are. They are.
1: Mhm. Right. That's interesting. It yeah.
0: is interesting, yeah. You know? So if there's a little bit, you know, people are not trusting Facebook to do the right thing. Uh, yeah. So is our government. <laughs> so I think that uh, right. Right. you know we'll have to see what happens there. You know, and, right. But yeah. again, it goes back to you know, you can't be deplatformed if you if you basically have a host that has you know, reliability, deliver our accessory, have it on your own website. Mm -hmm. So,
1: I also heard Todd that uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the Headliner um, service, right? It's at headliner.app.
0: Yeah, they've reached Uh, out
1: to us. Yeah, they're, they're working on a um, automation process for their, their, their kind of conversion of short form audio into video um, to be shared on social. So, they're going to automate that process using AI technology and hopefully make that, make it easier.
0: You know, um, here's the thing. I, we've got a lot of companies out there that Mm -hmm. are integrating with companies like yours and mine. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, so if you're with headliner or you're with Chartable or you're with one of these other services, um, We've been burned before. Are you referring to clamor? Well, you know, we've done dev time and we've done, and basically there is, um, no financial incentive besides providing an extra, uh, hook for our, you know, for our users. It's just easier if they're already using the service to. Right. Yeah, right. You know, and there's nothing stopping people from going over and setting up accounts and using them on their own standalone. Right. So, you know, when companies come to me and say, we want to integrate
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we want to work with, you know, we want you to make it easier for your our, your podcasters to use our service. I'm kind of as a business owner, I'm like, well, what's in it for me? You know? Um, right. if it's something that's going to be great for our listeners, yeah, we'll, we'll take the, the incentive to do that. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have unlimited developer resources. Right. So well, it's up to the, the company that's wanting to partner with you to make it easy as possible. Make it easy, right. easy, 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 easy,
1: easy peasy. As I
0: say, Yeah. So yeah. Dave Jackson earlier in the show asked me, Ty, did you get a. Job for the Browns, love the orange. This is blueberry orange behind me. So it's part of our color palette. You no, know, uh, and even though this office is in Columbus, Ohio, we don't uh, profess to be uh, Browns fans. So oh, I but, think that's a Golds fan, not Browns fans, right? Yeah, it doesn't look, really look like Browns color to me. But
1: No, it doesn't either.
0: I guess it depends on the, his his color profile of his screen. Yeah. So, Rob. Yes. We made it to ninety minutes. We did again. Yes, we did. Do we have? Any, did we, we miss anything?
1: Oh, I'm sure we did. Sure, tons of stuff. But we 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 went deep today, Todd. We went very deep. I think we did on topics today. Yes. Yeah. So we dived in. Did uh, Did you? Did we you, didn't even talk about the podcast one super listener survey of, that was released, Todd. F, F that. So. Anyone, um, <laughs> well, it was an Edison research thing, so it was legit, right? Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll, I, I, okay. I'll give credit where credit is due. Yes. Podcast one paid Edison to do that. And I'm sure it's got valuable data. Um, they've been paying Edison for years now. So
1: yeah, I'm glad they've got glad let that cat out of the bag.
0: So glad Norm's writing that check, and can you know it's good revenue for Edison. Anything that makes them right. successful is good. Right, right. That's, that's, you know, yeah. I,
1: I, I'm sure it's very, very. It's very legitimate data. I sure. don't want to dis- disparage Tom at all here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's uh it's fabulous stuff. It came up showing that podcasts were the most popular medium for people that are considering products and services in advertising. So, is it?
0: Yeah. I glad it's confirmed i don't think there was any doubt before but
1: it's just but it just like blows all the other ones away right, right? yeah it's like yeah
0: it's like double i guess i should speed. read it but you know when i hear anything come from podcast one though i have a, you know i have a tendency to ignore it so, right yeah well but it's if edison put it out it's worthy of read so yeah, what else? I think, so I think, too. think that's yeah. it. Hey, did we strike a nerve with you at all during this show? If we did, we want to hear from you. It's Todd at Blueberry.com. R- Rob?
1: I can be found on Twitter at Rob Greenley. That's with two E's on the end. And uh, if you want to send me an email, you're certainly welcome to do that. If you want to send it to Rob G at Lipson.com or you can send it to just uh,
0: Rob dot greenly at uh, gmail.com too. So. so we thank you all for tuning in. And uh, if you have an idea for guests or if you are been hanging out quietly listening and grinding your teeth uh, about things we say, I'd uh, love to have you come on and give a counter argument or, and jump in the pile, but uh, sounds like we're going to have Jessica on next week, which will be exciting. We'll get a full rundown on She Podcast and yep. what their plans are for the future. There is a, you know, it it's getting to be very crowded out there for events. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, oh yeah, I'm doing
1: three back to back coming just, up, and we're just trying November. to figure out, right.
0: you know, the budget is not unlimited. As much as I want to write checks for every the every one of these events, it's. I, I, you know, and I'm, and people are pissed when we we say sorry. And sp- sponsorship dollar levels are going up, way up. <laughs> right, you know, which it, makes it
1: even harder to it,
0: spread it across to everybody. Yeah, and and you know, because it's the Spotify's of the world are driving the numbers up, so they've got budgets that we don't. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, you know, we'll be there, but I don't know if we'll be able to be a a flagship every time. So right. Because I can take those dollars and put that into, you know, butts, butts and seats, coding and marketing and all the right. other things that allow us to pay the bills. So, yep. So anyway, I get it. Anyway, new media show newmedia show Get subscribed to the podcast while you're over there. Tell your fellow podcasters about this show, as I tell everyone. If there was a, if it was possible for us, matter of fact, that's maybe what we should start doing, Rob. Maybe we should come up with a certificate. If someone has listened to 100 episodes of this show and donates $1,000 to the show, that we would issue them a Ph.D. in podcasting. Wow. Do you think that we We're, would, do you think we're that now would, an educational institution, be? Do you, think, huh? that would that be, you think that would fly? Do you think we'd get away with that, or— uh...
1: Um,
0: Hmm. Um, it'd be fun. I don't just, know. It'd be I don't fun. know. We might get get in trouble with the with the government. I don't well, know. I don't think there's any rules on that, and especially if we put disclaimers on the on the certificate. But that uh, it might right. be something. That's true. Might be something fun to play around with. But yes. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Of <laughs> course, you notice how I tied it to money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thousand dollars. So <laughs> wow. Was, hey, if, raise if, my if, eyebrows if, a little bit. If you can like, be okay. a knight. On the on right. the no agenda show for a thousand bucks. Right. You know, you can get a PhD in podcasting by listening to the new media show. So There you go. <laughs> that's
1: that's that's been the tagline for this show for a long time now. Yeah. Get your PhD in podcasting. Yeah. Listen
0: to the new media show. That's right. right. And you can, you know, and and so anyway, I just thought that would be, not that we're expecting to make a penny, but I, I, I thought it might be kind well, of fun to throw it out there. We're like
1: the, the podcast university, right? We issue PhDs under the podcast university. Yeah. Brand, well, why right? not? Why not? Why not? Why not?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's qualified to do it, we are. But you, somehow we'd have to prove that someone has actually listened to 100 episodes of this show.
1: Does that mean I have to go get an education degree in order to to make this no, happen? No, it'll be no. The,
0: it's the new media show university, you know. And there you, uh, oh, there it know, is. Okay, th- there it is. You know, it's a because there's all kinds of these fly by night oh. universities that are out there.
1: It's just a form of a mastermind. Todd,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're about to get hung up on. So, <laughs> all right, everybody, thanks for being here. Thanks okay. for being part of the, uh, part of our family. Okay. And, uh, we want to hear from you. Are we striking a chord and we'll oh, be of back. Of course we are. Yeah. Right. We'll be back, uh, multi-streaming and failing all over the place next week. So everyone take care. We'll see you next time. Okay. All take right. care. Yeah. Bye. Bye.